Welcome, everyone, to the Neil World Order Podcast. Okay, I'm going to preface this with, I know we talked about an NFL preview episode. Um, Unfortunately, I sort of dropped the ball on that, so um, here's a condensed version of the upcoming NFL season. Buccaneers, Bills, Super Bowl, Buccaneers win, Brady gets another ring. Uh, The Packers are going to be surprisingly bad. The Bears are going to be surprisingly good. Uh, Vaxxed and unvaxxed player status is going to dominate the week-to-week BS. The Cowboys will suck. The Raiders will fire Gruden. And the Steelers will still be overrated. And the Titans and Chiefs will both have great records but falter early in the playoffs. Cool. Does that about cover everything or no? I got to admit, I've really been slacking on the sports front. Uh... Maybe it peaked with, like, the Bucs winning the NBA championship, but I kind of, which is crazy because I love football, but I've kind of not been paying attention. Um, I even missed that the ten- Tennessee played Thursday night, apparently. I was looking for the game to maybe be on today, and I saw, oh, hey, they beat Bowling Green on Thursday, and I didn't even know they were playing. Watched a little bit of football this morning uh, till my wife made me leave because I was yelling at the TV because Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin Badgers quarterback is fucking terrible. And for whatever reason, people think this guy's good. He's not. He just, I honestly don't think he can play the position. And he's just bad. But, um, so yeah, Penn State beat the Badgers. Um, Georgia beat Clemson. UCLA, I think, was about to beat um, LSU while I was up there. Bama killed Miami. Uh, Oklahoma barely beat Tulane, who was playing in Oklahoma because of Hurricane Ida. Funny story. Um, I guess not funny story. My grandmother's name was actually Ida. But yeah, that wreaked some some hell on the um, Northeast, which I apparently didn't know until the other day when I started seeing videos of flooded subway trains or tunnels or whatever the hell you want to call them. But yeah, that's kind of crazy. Crazy storms, weather. Uh, the weather's actually been cooling off here, which has been really nice. Uh, I think it was like almost chilly tonight when I took the dogs out. Um, they have the uh, county fair kind of going on here this week. Uh, it's kind of a big deal for people. I think uh, country act Justin Moore was there tonight. I, I can't tell you the last time I went anywhere near the county fair. Um just not my thing. They actually were, uh, this was the first year they were going to have alcohol available. It was supposed to be last year, but obviously nothing happened last year. But yeah, anyways, you know, when you think about everything going on, sometimes the stresses of a chaotic world just become so much, you know, and it seems like there's way more stress nowadays. I think, uh, partly because we're being conditioned to feel that way. Um, Anyways, but if you're if you're like me, you look for ways to unwind, kind of let your mind rest. You know, there's always a glass of whiskey, like my old smoky strawberry lemonade whiskey that I'm currently sipping on right now. And I have these really cool ice things. I don't know if I've talked about them before. Maybe I have Kai got for me. They're like these metal things, and you freeze, you put them in the freezer, and you drop them in your drink, and they stay cold forever. You know, obviously they're not ice; they're made of metal with something in them. Probably some chemical that's leaking into my whiskey is going to kill me, but uh, the chemical's probably still safer than the COVID vaccination. 
But anyway, so you're looking for stress relief. I mean, you could have a glass of whiskey or five, you know, whatever your thing is, right? Um, sometimes, though, you just need to do something only you understand, something that only works for you. So you get a beer, you drive to an old abandoned warehouse, and dance in a wife beater and some really comfortable jeans. No, wait, that wasn't me. That was Ren McCormick, Kevin Bacon, in the movie Footloose. The original Footloose, when, which is like one of the all-time greatest movies ever. Uh, if you have never seen the original Footloose, turn this off right now and go watch it. I, I don't care what platform you watch it. I don't care if you have to go buy the DVD somewhere. I almost said go rent it, but I don't think there's any other than Redbox. Or, or I don't think there's any video rental things that exist anymore. If there is in your neighborhood, I'd love to hear about them. <clears throat> but, but do that. Turn this off. Go watch it because it's going to change your life forever. The word footloose, by definition, is the ability to travel freely without responsibility or commitment. A great way to be if you can swing it, right? Um, you know, right now, everything going on in the world, you're probably asking yourself how it came to be that we are discussing this, this epic cinematic achievement. I'll let you know. And like I said, just to prove to you these stories are real. <clears throat> so I was DoorDash delivering the other night, and Mental Health by Quiet Riot came on. And it instantly reminded me of the scene in Footloose where Kevin Bacon and Chris Penn, who played Willard, are jamming out to it when the police pull him over for loud music. And uh, he wasn't speeding or anything. I guess the music was just too loud and... Uh, I remember Kevin Bacon was like, what, you got something against loud music? And the cop, like, snapped his chin with the license, like, watch your mouth, boy. <clears throat> but seriously, Footloose is an amazing combination of film and music, which a lot of the 80s movies were. They were, it always seemed like the films, like, and maybe this even went into the 90s a little as well. But they were driven by, like, fantastic soundtracks. Uh, the Footloose soundtrack, you know, featured the lead track by Kenny Loggins. Uh, Shalimar was on there. Bonnie Tyler, Mike Reno of Loverboy, and Ann Wilson of Heart uh, did the ballad, uh, Almost Paradise. And then there was the obnoxious overplayed hit, Let's Hear It for the Boy by Denise Williams. <laughs> That's right, jump back. <clears throat> um, I quote the film a lot. One of my favorite lines, I think, in the whole movie is... Um, Kevin Bacon, like, has a tie on, like, the first day of school or whatever. It's kind of loose. It's kind of like a casual look. And uh, Willard walks by, and, he, and he's like, nice tie. And then Kevin Bacon looks at him and goes, do they sell men's ha men's clothes where you bought that hat? Willard's wearing, like, one of those straw cowboy hats, which are actually really sweet. And I wore one when we were doing the dog rescue. It's part of, like, I don't know, the hour I had to sell 50-50 uh, tickets or whatever. And I'm like, dude, these are great hats. I really need one. I think with the, the mullet going, the long hair, that sometimes it's a little more uh, comfy or a better look than wearing a ball cap. I, I have a handful, a million baseball caps. None of them for now. Actually, my tiger hat is actually for a baseball team. But anyways, I just have tons of hats. A lot of old smoky ones. They're pretty much either old smoky, Tennessee, or, um, I don't know, whatever. And um, 
I wear the same ones all the time though. But uh, anyways, before I get off on a tangent, just go in a direction. Doesn't really make any sense whatsoever, <clears throat> which is kind of crazy when you think we're talking about the movie Footloose. Uh, the film had it actually had a great cast. Uh, Kevin Bacon, obviously, uh, John Lithgow, uh, Diane Weist. Uh, she was also the mom in The Lost Boys. You, you, people may not be like, who's Diane Weist? But if you saw a picture of Diane Weist, you'd be like, oh, that lady, because she's in everything. Chris Penn, Sarah Jessica Parker, who would later go on to do the Sex in the City stuff, and Laurie Singer, who played Ariel, and she was like smoking hot at the time. And then she just kind of disappeared. Uh, instead of rising to like some kind of A-list status, I did some some research on her because I thought, oh, maybe she died or something. But it turns out she was actually more of like a um, a musician kind of thing. I guess she was like a she went to Juilliard as a cellist, so she was more like you know on the performing arts. Acting was the least of it. Uh, she was on the TV show they did for the movie Fame, or I don't know if the TV show was first in the movie. Um, she has not aged well, I will tell you that, um, which reminded me of What's-Her-Face, the lady from Top Gun. Not that I ever thought um, Kelly, whatever her name was, was good-looking anyways, but she didn't age well either. So, anyways, the film kind of centers around Ren McCormick, Kevin Bacon's character, moves with his mother to a small Midwest town. They're from Chicago, and I don't know if his parents got divorced, or his dad died, or his dad just took off. They probably, it's probably a detail in the film, but it's not a major one, other than it being the reason they move, so, anyways, this town is ultimately kind of ruled by the local preacher, uh, played by John Lithgow, and he also happens to be Ariel's dad. Um, the town has, they've pretty much banned music, partying, dancing, etc., I know, like, celebrations, um, so it's like any normal Midwest farming community, right? I mean, backstory is there was an accident years ago and the kids were out drinking, partying, or whatever. So instead of blaming the people, they blame the things. Kind of like, you know, when somebody shoots something, they blame the gun, but whatever. Um, so Ren is struggling kind of to fit in in this place. Uh, but apparently this Midwest farming school has a gymnastics team. Random, right? So he and Willard, uh, they become buddies. He has an eye for Ariel. And I think it's, like, reciprocal in the beginning. Uh, she already has a boyfriend who's, like, this, you know, older dick guy, the farm kid, you know, crap, you know, through slaps her around, thinks he rules the world, yada, yada. And, of course, being a preacher's daughter, she's, like, your typical wild child, um, which any of us that grew up in certain towns, like, when we were younger... Preacher's kids were always a little bit wild. Isn't it weird that those that were always so close to the, uh, I don't know, wholesome self-righteousness always tend to make a hard left in life? Not everyone. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the ones that, I mean, you know, when you have a preacher in the house, a hard left isn't really that far left. But anyway, so Ren and... Uh, this Chuck guy, who's her boyfriend, they have issues because of, you know, they're fighting over the boy, you know, both men want the girl. Um, they have this great scene where they play chicken and front loader tractors on Chuck's farm. And I guess, I didn't think about this, but I thought, okay, maybe people don't really know what chicken is. And maybe I'm dumb to think they don't, or maybe I'm dating myself by saying it. Maybe you guys call it something else. 
Like how you guys, instead of saying bullshit now, say cap, which is stupid. And if you do that and you're over 12, you just you just need to die. But um, anyways, Chicken for You Young Folk is a game where people in like two separate moving objects head kind of right at each other. And the first one to turn and avoid the head-on collision loses. So the person who I guess is uh, the first one to realize, hey, I don't want to die, is actually the loser. So it's kind of ironic in a way. But, um, you know, it's like a manhood test, strangely, when it seems like more of a common sense test. So they're on the farm, and uh, Willard has to show Ren how to drive and maneuver the tractor and, you know, lift the front loader thing. Um, so they're driving, they're going at each other, and ultimately Ren's shoelace is caught. And he wanted to bail off the tractor, but he can't because his foot's caught. So he kind of wins because he's just sitting there and he's, fuck it, I guess I'm not jumping. And then Chuck kind of at the last second drives his tractor into the creek. All the while, they're playing Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. And it's like the perfect song for the whole scene. And you've, you've all heard them, that song because they featured it in one of the Shrek movies too. Um, let's see if I can find it for you guys. Seriously, <laughs> just I have to go to my phone here. I should have had music keyed, uh, queued up. But I didn't. Look at me going right to the Footloose soundtrack. But this song right here, come on. You know you've all heard this, right? Bear with me. I'm not going to sing it for you. Right? Perfect song. Two guys on tractors going towards each other. Men being men. Alphas. Seeing who's going to rule the roost. The do-do-do part is, is classic 80s, right? Hang on, let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, like right here. Come on. So now that you know you've all heard that song. Anyways. But, um, so yeah, it goes from there. And then, um, you know, now Ren's like the cool guy, big man on campus and all that. And uh, he wants the school to, I think it's a prom. It's either a prom or just a dance. Um, but, you know, it's banned in the city limits because, you know, Nothing good is going to come out of having a dance or high school get together or whatever. You know, and looking back watching that movie, it's like watching it's like, wow, these people all look like they're in their mid-30s. But anyways, um, so he lobbies the reverend and the town board and everyone, actually using the Bible to get his dance approved. And, and I, he gets it. And I think it's just outside the city limits or something. So there's kind of a happy ending, you know, but honestly, it's a great movie. Um, if I'm ever scrolling, like, you know, through the guide or whatever, and it's on, I always watch it. I can't help it. Um, you know, but whatever you do, do not watch the remake. Uh, it was, it was blasphemous. I don't know if it was like maybe 10 years ago or so. Um, the only redeeming thing is Juliana, uh, Ho or how she used to be on dancing with the stars, cute blonde chick, kind of Southern, um, obviously she's great to look at, but the film really offered nothing else worth watching. So like I said, you have a homework assignment for this week, uh, is to watch the original Footloose and rock out to the amazing soundtrack. <clears throat> One more funny story about the movie Footloose. Uh, when I worked for MC, we used to go to these vendor expos twice a year. And those of you that worked with me or worked for the company and listen, you know what I'm talking about. And we'd rent these vans and, you know, Usually one of the vans or both the vans. And even then when we went to buses, there's always DVD players. And I would always bring movies. Cause, and I would bring random movies. You know, I'd always bring like Footloose, Smoking the Bandit, I don't know, Tommy Boy, funny stuff. So um, one time we're watching Footloose. A couple of the people had never seen it. Well, 
in typical fashion, everyone falls asleep. You know, we're in the van, we're thinking, okay, so I'm sitting up front with uh, Scott, who's driving the van. Not Scott you're used to talking about, this is a different Scott. And um, he's like, I'll just turn it off. <laughs> so I turn it off, and this voice from the back, this guy Chad from Ohio, or Iowa, I'm sorry, Chad, Ohio, oh. and uh, he goes, Hey, I was watching that. <laughs> There's like 12 people in the van. It was, I always think of that. Um, so, Chad, if you're listening, um, that's my lasting memory of you is when you said that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that just happened. We just spent 17 minutes on this podcast talking about Footloose. It's definitely another bucket list item. Check. Um but, you know, so when I was putting this episode together, um, I realized that 80s movies really don't get the appreciation they deserve. Like, seriously, obviously the John Hughes movies do, like Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, Weird Science. <clears throat> um, but there's there's so many other that if you haven't seen, and I may just rattle off a ton of movies here, but uh, like Footloose, you need to watch it. And most of these are probably available on one of the... Four to 40,000 streaming platforms that are out there on YouTube or wherever, however you watch, whatever it is you watch. Um, so I'm going to name a bunch of movies. These are literally in no order. Um, they're just 80s movies that are out there, and I think they're awesome. And if you've seen them, awesome. If you haven't, check them out. Um, start with Better Off Dead. Um, John Cus- Early John Cusack movie. Um the do and you know it might have been a John Hughes movie I'm not sure, the guy who played Booger from the next movie Revenge of the Nerds is in it as well. Better Off Dead is fucking hilarious. Um, obviously Revenge of the Nerds. I think the second one was stupid. They almost remade Revenge of the Nerds years ago with um, Adam Brody and I believe Kristen Cavallari was actually supposed to be in it. It just kind of fell through and never happened. Um, Risky Business. Tom Cruise was in that as well. Uh, that was early Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Rebecca De Mornay. Um, that's where the uh, the sliding around in the t-shirt and his un- or the button-up shirt and his underwear singing old-time rock and roll. Old-time rock and roll. That's from Risky Business. Some kind of wonderful, which I believe that is a John Hughes movie. That was uh, Eric Stoltz. Um, uh, what was her name? And back to Leah Thompson. And um, the short-haired girl that was in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes. And I can't think of her name. I want to say her first name's Mary. Um, <clears throat> can't Buy Me Love with uh, Patrick Dempsey uh, before he was McDreamy. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off starring Matthew Broderick. Uh, Jennifer Grey is in that. Charlie Sheen has a cameo in that. Ben Stein. You know, Bueller. Bueller. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire is a great movie. That's almost kind of like a 20-something, maybe early 30-something take on like a Breakfast Club kind of thing. And maybe I'm just saying that because there's a couple of the same actors. I know Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy's in it, uh, Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, um, some other people. Um, Big with Tom Hanks was a great movie back in the day, which 13 Going on 30 was pretty much the same movie. They just changed it with a girl fast times at ridgemont high before sean penn became an obnoxious liberal trying to save the world 
Fast Times at Ridgemont High is a total watcher. Um, the movie Short Circuit, I'm guessing it's probably one of Scott's favorite movie, uh, starring Steve Gutenberg. Um, Johnny Five is Alive. Short Circuit's a hilarious movie. I believe there were a couple sequels to that. You do not need to see them. The original Gremlins, great movie. Uh, I think there's a new one actually coming out in the next year or so. It might even be this year. I know they did one, and I think COVID kind of put a whole wretch in it. And I believe there was a Gremlins 2. I don't know if there was a Gremlins 3. Maybe this is Gremlins 3. Um, Police Academy. And there were a handful of these. I think there might there might be as many of these as there is those stupid Fast and Furious movies. The first couple Police Academy movies are freaking hilarious. They're dumb, funny, kind of like your stepbrother's uh, dick and fart kind of humor thing. Um, Bull Durham, Kevin Costner was in that, Tim Robbins, and uh, Susan Sarandon, Major League, Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Corbin Burnson, uh, Wesley Snipes was in that, Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox, um, Beverly Hills Cop with um, Eddie Murphy. The first two Bev Beverly Hills Cops are actually really good. Really good. The first one's hilarious. Um, Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. Um, Weekend at Bernie's, that was an awesome one. Um, and one of my favorites that is a movie that gets overlooked and just kind of, I don't know, maybe a lot of people still haven't seen it. It's called Summer School. Uh, Mark Harmon was like the star of that. It's the guy that was, he's like the lead guy on NCS, whatever that, NCISI, whatever it is. Like the original one, like that's Mark Harmon. He was in summer school. And it's about, I believe he was like the PE teacher and he takes a gig teaching like a group of misfits um, summer school. And they're just like the worst of the worst. And if he does really bad at it, he's going to get fired or something. But it's it's hilarious movie. What I remember of it. Um, do yourself a favor. It's kind of like smelling a shot before you take it. Uh, don't check the Rotten Tomato rating on most of these movies. Just, just watch them. Will some of them be stupid? Oh my god. 100% completely. But stupid funny. You know, and mo I would think most of them have aged well and are still pretty great. And... Um, I'm actually going to go through and rewatch some of these, I was thinking. Like, even today, um, me and the kid were sitting there, and I was trying to get everyone to watch a movie. No one in my house ever wants to watch a movie. Um, you know, Cruella is, like, free now on Disney+, and whenever, they all wanted to watch it, but they didn't want to pay $30 for it, which I didn't care. I was like, the same as going to the movies. Who cares? So I was like, well, hey, it's on there now, and everyone's like, oh, no, I don't want to watch a movie. So we ended up just putting it on TV and catching, like, the last, I don't know, half of Black Panther, which is still a really good movie. It's still sad about Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, that we won't see more of that. Well, I mean, there'll be more of that franchise, but, you know, you won't be him in it. It probably won't be the same, and odds are it's probably not going to do as well. Um, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of movies now just are like, meh. Um, outside of the Marvel movies, which not even all of those have been good. Um, like I, I think I've enjoyed them all, but then like, you know, look back and you're like, mm. like, you know, I was thinking about Captain Marvel the other day. I was like, was that really any good? Or was it just like, okay, you were excited that there's this new character 
And then, you know, you had a, the 90s nostalgia, and I was like, it's actually going to be on TNT tomorrow. So maybe I'll rewatch it again and be like, hmm, did I like it? Did I not? Um, but yeah, that, the second Thor movie I didn't think was good. Um, I can't, oh, The Dark World or Lost World or something, I don't know. Something like that. Um, I have no desire to see the Shang-Chi or whatever movie that is. You know, and that's maybe where my my nerdism hits like a certain threshold, and it's like, okay, I don't, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't even know who it was. When I was reading about this, I thought that was the name of the dude that hung around with Doctor Strange, and then I realized, oh, it's not that guy, it's just some other dude, and I'm sure they'll tie it in. I may have to watch it to try to understand everything else because now they're looping all these shows together and making this really big, crazy multiverse. It's it's kind of like a puzzle. And, you know, so you're stuck watching it because you have to figure out what goes where, who's connected to this, that, or the other. I don't know if any of you saw the uh, this, this Spider-Man trailer came out for uh, this December for Spider-Man. Um, was it No Way Home? Yeah, I think that's what it is, No Way Home. And supposedly you have the other two Spider-Mans make, you know, from the different universes of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming in. They're bringing back, like, Doc Ock, um, the Green Goblin, supposedly Electro, Jamie Foxx, and Sandman, and somebody else. They're, they're, you know, they're part of, like, the Sinister Six, the bad guys, but um, I'm excited for that. Let's see, what else? Um, But, yeah, I mean, I was sitting here, and I was trying to think of, like, movies in the last handful of years, like, not counting, like, Marvel movies and stuff like that that um that i watched and i really enjoyed and i'm sure a time or two i've talked about some on here but um so i went you know i was kind of thinking i was like okay i'll just write some down and blah blah blah, blah. we'll figure it out and um these were a couple i came up with if you haven't seen them uh green book was actually really good um i remember i rented that and uh, there was a, the adam sandler movie where he was like the jewel guy or whatever it, the adam sandler movie was fucking terrible it was like his, you know, him. I think it was him trying to win an Oscar, do a serious role. It was really bad. Um, but Green Book was was, was an amazing movie. Um, the Accountant with Ben Affleck and uh, Anna Kendrick, that was really good. Um, there's actually, I believe, a sequel in the works for that, or it's already been done, and I think it's just like everything else. You know, the release date got moved with the whole world shift and all that shit. Um the Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born was actually really good. It was kind of sad and depressing, but from the filmmaking aspect, it, it was really good and I enjoyed it. Um, the Greatest Showman was kind of cool because that's kind of like what you go to uh, movies for, right? You know, to see this big over-the-top production. I don't know what it is. Like, I do enjoy some musicals. I love Grease. I can sing all the words to all the songs to Grease 1 and 2. In Grease 2, sometimes you have to watch because it's, like, one of the worst movies ever made. But it's, like, the best. Like, it's just, it's so cringy that you're just like, wow, this film was made. Like, these people kept straight faces while doing this. And it's, anyone who's ever seen it, you totally know what I'm talking about. Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. She's, like, one of the worst singers ever. Um, that animated movie Coco, I thought that was phenomenal, heartbreaking, sad, um, but it was it was so well done. Um, that one sticks with me. I thought that was great. Um, 
you know, and those are just like some of the non-Marvel movies I could think of. I'm sure there's way more. You know, some I've probably even talked about on here and don't realize I have. <clears throat> um, I used to do this thing where I'd try to watch a lot of the movies that were nominated for, like, Best Picture uh, each year. But then, like, some of those movies just started to be stupid. And I was like, I can't fucking watch this. Uh, like, that year, what was the one with the, uh, was it Parasites or something? The, the Korean movie that won Best Picture. And I remember I tried to watch, like, 15 minutes. And I was just like, yeah, no, I, I, I can't. Um, anyways, so you'll notice in all our, I guess, lists or discussion, um, there's no Star Wars movies on the list. Alright, we're gonna go to maybe the unpopular opinion part of the podcast, but I like the original three Star Wars movies, um, Empire being my favorite, um, but honestly, I think everything else besides the first three has been terrible. Whether it was the acting, the overproduction, just the goofiness of the story and maybe as i got older the campiness and i don't know idiocy of all of it just kind of didn't work on me like i mean there's still people older than me that are like gung-ho star wars like star wars star wars and i'm like i don't get it like outside of darth vader there's really not any cool characters i mean maybe han solo but he's kind of like your cliche you know, rebel kind of thing. There's nothing super cool about him. Um, you know, in most of the movies, the acting was terrible. You know, the stories, they just kind of kept rehashing them. Like, all the new ones, I th thought, pretty much just were the first three movies with more ter with worse actors and way overdone CGI. And it just kind of was like, oh, what? Yeah? I remember seeing the, the, the last one, whatever the last one is. Um... And it's, you know, and the movies are loud, and we're in the theater or whatever, and it gets, like, quiet at one point. No lie. Kai's like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And it, like, resonated through the whole theater, and I felt like there was, like, this gasp, you know, because it was, like, sucking the life out of the nerds, because that was like, what? No, it's Star Wars. But, um, you know, I just... I saw them all, you know, I just, I never understood the obsession and fascination people have with everything Star Wars related. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about my fascination and obsession with wrestling, but, which we really don't get into enough on here, which one day I should probably just go full out on. Who knows? We might reach a whole other audience, but, um, I know the Mandalorian is huge with people. I made it through like maybe three episodes and, and I, honestly I was bored. You know, um, I did tell myself I would eventually try it again. I started watching it the, the first, when it first came out, you know, and I was probably in the midst of a bunch of other stuff. And if my mind isn't into something, I just, it just doesn't work. Um, but I did say, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna rewatch this. I'm going to give it another sh shot. That day just has yet to come. Um, you know, and it's harking on the film stuff. And it's crazy. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Maybe I did in the um, Life Changes episode or whatever. My degree is actually in film and video production. And um, I feel like we haven't spoke a whole lot about movies and, you know, the, the greatness of some films. Uh, aside from like, hey, I watched this the other day. Um, but yeah, it's, I, it's hard to think about what I've talked to and what I haven't. Not that we've done a ton of episodes. I think this is like episode 80, 
No, I'm sorry, this is episode like 57 or something, right? We're fifth episode after year yeah, 52 plus. Math, man, never was my thing. I filled algebra twice before passing it the third time. Thank you, Jason Mott. Um, I copied his homework the third time. But yeah, you know, sometimes I re-listen to episodes to make sure I'm not repeating myself. Other times I feel like I am. Um, but yeah, this this episode was supposed to be kind of a fun episode. Not get caught up in all the usual, blah. you know, sometimes I get told that uh, I'm too angry on here. Which I think my angst is part of my charm, but what do I know? Oh, like I mentioned before, like with Footloose, like soundtracks were like a huge part of film. Like I think some of my, like I used to have, you know, a lot of, ca you know, cassette tapes back in the day before CDs and before like MP3. I know my kid might not even know CDs. Like she might just, I think it might've just been MP3s or whatever. Um, but yeah, you had huge soundtracks. The Footloose soundtrack was huge. Dirty Dancing, Top Gun, Purple Rain by Prince, Saturday Night Fever by the Bee Gees. Uh, you could even take, like, The Lion King. Elton John, that was huge for him. Um, some of my other favorite soundtracks, uh, singles. It was kind of like a grunge movie. Um, came, Matt Dillon was in it. Yeah, they had a band. It was like Citizen Dick. And, like, Soundgarden's in the movie, Pearl Jam's in the movie. It's kind of like uh, uh, there are people growing up in the Seattle grunge scene. And, like, Friends, if they were all in grunge bands, is what the movie's about. But the, the soundtrack, the movie's called Singles, but the soundtrack, you know, it, it's phenomenal. Um, the Crow, epic soundtrack to the first one. Actually, the soundtrack to the second one's not bad either. The movie for the second one, eh. But, I, honestly, I think one day we're going to do a whole episode on The Crow. Like, I love, there's a movie, if you have not seen, watch it. Brandon Lee in The Crow. Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. But, uh, you know, I'd love to hear some of your guys' favorite movie soundtracks. Um, you know, back in the day, you know, I know I'm always talking about, like, m music and stuff like that. But uh, when I was dating or you're getting to know somebody and you're like, oh, you know, this was literally... Like, my questions, like, what are your five favorite movies, or what are your five favorite songs, or bands, or both? It's totally shallow, I suppose, but personally, I always felt you could tell a lot about a person by their film choices. Like, if you're on a date with someone and they start rattling off, like, Vin Diesel movies, or, uh, I don't know, stupid stuff like, like, I know, oh, this isn't going to work, you know, or if they're like, Oh, I like Sophie's Choice and the Bridges of Madison County. I'm like, fuck. You know, but then see, like, you were hanging out with someone, they were like, well, I like Adam Sandler movies and blah, blah. And you're like, okay, cool, somebody with a sense of humor. But you kind of get a gateway into it. You know, like, even some people's with, uh, like, their musical tastes. Like, somebody's like, oh, you know, it's strictly Swedish death metal. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Or if it was, like, you know... You just, you, yeah, I guess you have to have common ground maybe was part of it. Um, maybe it was like uh, me profiling people, you know, or using forensic psychology, which uh, I feel like I totally missed my calling in life that I should have been a profiler 
and that's what I should have done for a living and like went to the FBI and been like one of those guys on Criminal Minds. I'd be great at it. I'm really good by seeing a few minor details about a person and kind of figuring out, not judging, but kind of assessing where I think they're coming from, what their agenda is, and what they're all about. Uh, try me anytime. I'm telling you, you may even try to fake me out and I'm still going to get it just that damn good. But I'm a terrible poker player. I think because that takes a different level of concentration that I just don't have. But um, that's all I got this week, folks. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, talking about Footloose and 80s movies. Um, kept it simple this weekend. Uh, anyways, but hope you enjoyed. hope everybody has that awesome Labor Day weekend. I mean, yeah, it's kind of the end of summer. But seriously, it's been so hot that the cool weather's kind of nice. I mean, I'll probably be pissing and moaning in mid-October when it's 29 degrees at night. But, you know, here we are, and uh, we're all healthy, and keep it going. So um, that's all I got this week. So drink up, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.